right, let's get to it. Hello and welcome everyone to this week's episode of the Racing Goons Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. We have a crazy race to break down, some racing talk, and some more questions from our listeners. Without further ado, <laughs> our introduction. Here it goes. <laughs> oh, man. It's going to be permanent. Dude, it's set. It's <laughs> got to stay. It has to. It's too good. Yeah. We're five episodes in. It's Let's staying. All right, everybody. So this week's um, episode is brought to you guys by our friends at Polaris Yacht Consulting. My buddy Jean Watson and his team develop a comprehensive management program for your vessel and assist with additional services such as instruction and training on how to operate your yacht. They also deliver boats up and down the coast and have over 20 years of experience in the yachting industry. If you have a yacht, we have a solution. Visit PolarisYachtConsulting.com for more info. We'll leave a link in the podcast description as well. Let's go. Okay, we're back. F1 was exciting this weekend at Zandvoort, which is Max's home race. We look forward to breaking down what turned out to be a, be a pretty controversial race weekend. Uh, what do you yes. think? Yeah, really. Uh, a lot of crazy, crazy stuff going on this weekend that uh, we're going to get into and, and kind of open your eyes to what could be um, some conspiracies in F1 right <laughs> oh, there seemingly were some conspiracies at least it fed a lot of the conspiracy theorists in this sport yeah for sure for sure kept them full mm-hmm so yeah max's home track definitely expected um him to perform really well this weekend which i think he did he did he the did. car did the team might have been a little shady stuff going on in the background right. the mercedes definitely had pace um you had Perez that blew Hamilton's shot at the front row start in, in quali. Right. What happened there? Well, look, if you would have asked me a week ago, which we did forget, but it's okay. We won't forget again. If you would have asked me a week ago who did I think would be on pole and would win the race, Mercedes would not even be in the conversation. But then if you looked at how they performed at practice throughout FP1, FP2, FP3, they started to look like real players, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. I was surprised. They they definitely had some good pace this weekend, solid pace, and even um, long run pace, which definitely looked good for them for the, the race. Looked strong. Yeah. Well, they couldn't beat Red Bull on outright pace, like Max pace, Max mm-hmm. Verstappen pace. No, but I mean they had strategy working for them this week, which right. really, um, really kind of stood out. Right. And uh, yeah, the the start of the race was great. It was a clean start. Yeah. Although, Lewis, I, I definitely uh, got a little nervous for a second when Lewis and Sainz kind of touched. Got together. He did close was, them off, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He pinched them pretty good. But, right. uh, but they made it through clean. They were okay. Continued on. Right. But, yeah, I mean, the starting grid was Max on pole, Leclerc second, Sainz third, Hamilton fourth, Perez P5. So it was really important for Hamilton to get that, that, that solid start. start and, right. And he did. Or not to be held up mm-hmm. in order for his strategy to work. Mm-hmm. Um, and what was very telling was the amount of laps they spent on a hard tire in free practice. They spent a lot of laps getting data on that lap. And if you know, and if you've been following F1, the hard tire has kind of been like that tire that everybody wanted to avoid. Yeah, in previous races, yeah. there were times where you're like, all right, you know, it was a joke that Ferrari went to hards. Right. 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 And, and now you have everybody saying, we need to go to hards. Right. Right. You know, the hard tire, for the viewers who are kind of new, 
to the sport. The hard tire gives the longest life. You can do the most laps on the tire, but it's harder to warm up and you have less grip. Mm -hmm. So it's oftentimes avoided by a lot of the teams because it doesn't give you any options moving forward. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the medium tire always seems to be kind of your go-to. Your race tire. You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but this weekend, I mean, Lewis had a great, a great first stint and, and had a really good shot at, at, I mean, kind of a shot at a win. I don't even I, think kind of, Tommy. I think, it was, I think it would have been a really tough situation for him to win, but it would have been a good fight. It would have been a great fight between right. Lewis and Max. Right. And then halfway through the race, we had started having some, some weird things happen. And I think Red Bull started realizing that Mercedes had a chance to win this one. Right. And some really weird things started happening. Well, let's talk about it from qualifying. <laughs> Perez spinning on the, yes. on the second lap, yeah. on his hot lap, mm-hmm. uncharacteristically. What right at think? the end of quali, spinning on the final corner, kind of ruining everybody else's shot at, at finishing them. their, right. you know, closing out quali and, and trying to put down right. a faster lap than Max. And I don't know that Lewis would have had pole, but he would have been, he probably would have been on the front row. Right. He was up two tenths, I think, at the end mm-hmm. of the first sector. Thereabouts. I didn't double down or double check on it, but I think he was up two tenths um, before the yellow. So it's kind of a definite that he would have, at worst, started third, which would have mm-hmm. put him right behind Max, which would have given him more opportunity to attack yeah. um, earlier in the race. But, you know, touche to Red Bull. Um, I mean, I guess we're feeding the conspiracy theorists there. Did Red Bull basically botch Perez's lap to keep – Hamilton and Russell from starting closer to Max at his home race. The world will never know yeah. fully. Yeah. Well, it's it's always a tough one to look at because I mean it's when from our eyes we're like, oh man, it's so it's so clear. Right. That's nobody really goes off right there. Right. Nobody, nobody really goes off. You know, yeah. guys. You know, we can't wait till we show you how we race on iRacing. Tommy will talk about his build later on, but I did a few laps at Danboard um, in a few different types of cars, open wheel cars, and. The area in which, and I'm no expert, okay, but I like to think I'm competent enough to understand racing and racing lines. And the way Perez went off was very clumsy and just uncharacteristic of the level of downforce and, and the balance of the car that the Red Bull have. That has to be one of the easiest corners on the track. And how were his sector times leading up to that? Because I don't, I don't know that I saw to see, like, where he would have ended up. Like, was he just going beyond to see if maybe he had a shot at getting on the front row? Was he up there with Max, or, or was he just well, he, sending it into the corner and he knew what he was, knew what he was hired to do? Nah, he. Well, I think he. <laughs> well, <laughs> I think he knew what he had to do because he was off the boil the entire weekend. He didn't have yeah. a shot now whatsoever, and he okay. knew it. He was off the boil. He didn't have anything. So that's where things kind of seem to start. And again, if you go down that road of being a conspiracy theorist. You know, in Formula One, because a lot of people say, you'll hear it, right. you know, F1 is fixed or it's rigged or it has this and that. And, and there's some shady stuff going on. And there's a lot of like control and um, like people are kind of fighting against particular right. drivers here and there. Right. Um, and this this kind of makes you believe that sometimes. I mean, we have a lot of reason to believe that. I mean, I think Alonzo did something this year. I have to backtrack and figure out what exactly he did. It was like an over It was like a um, uncharacteristic overbreaking moment in the car that he had earlier this year. Um, let's go back to Nico Rosberg, 2014 Monaco. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. St- stuff like that just, happens. Just in parking sport. it. Yeah. You know. It kept Hamilton mm-hmm. from basically getting pole at yep. that race. So I mean, these things happen in this sport. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have we have a lot of reason, a lot of substance to believe sometimes that conspiracy does happen. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So so Lewis was kind of on pace and had the had the chance at winning at Zandvoort this weekend, beating Max at his home track. And then this happens. Lord. Start hearing some like radio messages to Sonoda. He comes out of the pits. They say maybe one of his tires is loose. One of the wheels haven't been mounted completely. Tell him to park on the side of the road. He parks the car and then they tell him, never mind, you're good. Keep on going. And then he comes back in, he limps back into the pits which you know right off the bat that's like oh man okay they're throwing this so that max gets that free pit stop yeah i mean (laughs) i don't even know where to start when it comes to that um all i know is there were a lot of messages that came through to my phone at that moment (laughs) listen i don't want to feed the conspiracy theorists today but let's come on let's go he stops off on the side of the road right and he's screaming what I think my wheel nut is loose. Mm-hmm. If F1 were following their own rules, that should have been a black and orange flag indefinitely. And what does that mean? Black and orange flag means you have some mechanical repairs that you have to attend to before you can re-enter the race again. Mm-hmm. So what he did is, I guess he found out that the wheel nut was not loose. He went back into the pits and then crawled out of the pits. And this is what happens. This is what his engineer says to him. Stop, stop, stop in a safe place. Go out, go out, pit exit, and stop in a safe place. So he came into the pits, left the pits, and his engineer told him to leave the pits and stop in a safe place, which, I'm sorry, I can't find a better word. That fixed the race. Mm -hmm. That changed everything. All of the homework that Mercedes went into trying to win this race was thrown out the window at that point in time. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Come on. And they saw it, and they knew it. And, we talk- and, and they're not the only ones. Mercedes aren't the only ones that, that saw this happening. They're, like, there are other teams down the grid that did notice what was happening. Other teams, other you know? commentators. I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of these guys, you know, they're trying to protect their jobs, right? Like your Jensen Buttons, your Crofties, and, and things that I saw it. They wanted to talk about this. Even mm-hmm. Jensen Button said some pretty like, wow, mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel bad for Lewis. Um, because Lewis looked like he was going to win the race. Yeah. And um, it was just unfortunate that this race could be fixed in such a way to give another driver, another team an advantage. And this is where we talked about IndyCar last week, right? And mm-hmm. I was basically on a, I was on the side of F1 talking about F1 drivers are this, X, Y, and Z. They're the greatest. They're the best. But this is where IndyCar is better because IndyCar, under a yellow flag situation, Tommy, what happens? Closed the pit lane. They closed the pit lane during incidents like this so that people don't get that advantage. They don't get the advantage. Um, everything has to be done when the flag's green. Um, and, uh, yeah, so this, this situation kind of, kind of opens things up to, you know, what – how, how can F1 be better? Is this something that needs to change? And they did touch on that. I think Jensen actually said, maybe this is something that needs to be looked into. Right. Um, because, but, you know, everybody's had a chance to benefit from this kind of stuff. There have been times that Lewis has benefited from, from these things. Right. You know, everybody's had their chance at it. But should that be 
allowed any further? Should they start a season and just say, you know, from here on out, there will be no more pitting during safety cars? I think this, Tommy. I think for a sport that's desperately trying to grow and get into certain markets, they want to get into the sports betting. Mm-hmm. You can't allow things like this. This is race fixing, yeah. in all honesty. If you take a, a, and if people are making their bets on this race based off of those FP1, FP2, FP3 computa- and qualifying computational data. Mm-hmm. They're making their bets off of this. We're in a league right now, right? Yep. Where we're making our bets based off of how these guys develop throughout the race weekend before the race. Yeah. You understand? Yeah, and the data doesn't really um, doesn't mean much when, when, when you have, you know, the race is controlled by, by somebody else yeah. just throwing, you know. And if, if you don't know, Red Bull and AlphaTauri are basically sister teams, right? Yeah. So they, AlphaTauri is controlled by Red Bull right. to a certain degree, and they can make that call, you know. Right. Stick Sonoda on the side of the track. I want him... You know, I want him to cause a safety car or a VSC. I just, right. you know, throw this thing so that we can maintain first place. Right. But beyond that, you have Botas, you know, whether or not that was, uh, um, you know, something of that nature. Then you have Botas who parks on the side of the road, right? Yeah. Right at the end of the, of the straight, the main straight. He just parks right there on the side of the road again. And this time it did cause a safety car. And Max came into the pits for softs. We had Hamilton P1, mm-hmm. Russell P2, and, and there was a pretty good chance that, you know, Russell could have tried to defend Max for a little while. There was still, you know, 12 laps left at that point yeah. when, when the race went green. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so, so Max would have had to fight past Russell and then get past Hamilton. Would it have been easy for him? He was on softs. Hamilton was on old, not old mediums, but he was on mediums. Right. Um, so it would have it would have been a fight. I don't know that it would have been as easy as he made it look in that um, in the actual restart. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, before before we went green, Russell made his own call, kind of ignoring what the team kind of planned for, and compromised that that one two for the team. By coming in, you know, not playing, right. uh, you know, not playing defense to Max, just take soft tires and get behind Max and make sure he protects himself. So he was thinking more about himself than the team, which it's a cutthroat kind of sport. I mean, right. people are going to do that, but it really did kind of throw away that that Mercedes chance at a win. Right. Yeah, I mean, that was unfortunate. Um, viewers, listeners, uh, these teams do a lot of homework. They have a lot of discussion. It's not just the driver showing up on quality for an hour, the driver showing up for 90 minutes during race day. Um, I think that's the fun part of a race weekend when they actually get to drive. But they go through a lot of data. They go through a lot of scenarios. They go through a lot of strategy in order to plan the best race possible. Um, Having said that, before the race yesterday, Toto alluded to the fact that they did discuss what would happen in the scenario which they were left in yesterday. And they both agreed that, you know what, we'll stay on the same tire and we'll just try to defend as best as possible. So Lewis went into that situation already prepared, saying, you know what, I got my teammate George Russell behind me. And was he behind him? No. <laughs> he was He bailed. He bailed. He was looking out for himself, he, and it did work out for it did work out for George Russell, mm-hmm. but it totally shafted right. Lewis, 
And, uh, <laughs> so Lewis expected Russell to be behind him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he found out that he wasn't. Not only did he found out that he was not behind him, he found out that Max was behind him on the soft tire and that a lap or two later, George Russell was on the soft tire. Mm-hmm. And understandably, Hamilton was disappointed. Oh, I mean, he was, once again, it was another moment of, uh, you know, maybe losing, losing trust, losing right. faith. Rightly so. In, in Mercedes a little bit, you know, with, with things that have happened in the past and, and you know, what just happened now. Um, but at that moment, what, what can you do? You have to just keep your head down and, yeah. and, you know, do your best. But then here comes the restart. And, and I, I think Lewis was just kind of in his own head at that point. And right. he, he went at a point that basically gave Max the run down the entire, you know, out of the final corner and all right. the way down the main straight. Right. Which maybe a better option would have been to hold off yeah. until the last second. Yeah. You know, like they do sometimes at Monza. The restart yeah. is they don't start until they get all the way, you know. But, but what are you going to do? He, he runs and, you know, that Red Bull has a lot of, a lot of straight line speed. AKPH more. With, yeah. Than, without the draft. Yeah, without the draft. I mean, yeah. that, that's a lot. I mean, and what is he going to do? Max was, Max was passing him as they crossed the safety car line. Right. As soon as it was legal for him to pass Hamilton, he was right. making it happen. Right. And, you know, Lewis had no shot, so he just had to, you know, let him have it and, and move on. And, and he knew what happened at that point, and, and he started dropping back and ended up finishing the race behind Russell and um, was definitely really disappointed. Right, yeah, that was sad to see because that opens up old wounds, right? Oh, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. Um, that opens up old wounds, and not just from... Abu Dhabi last year. I mean, a similar situation happened. Well, not as similar, but a similar situation happened in uh, Hungary last year where Lewis restarted the race and he was the only one on wet tires while everybody else switched to the soft tire. Yeah, which was a shame. Or the medium tire. But, man, that was... <laughs> I felt so bad for Lewis at that point, right. but I also was cracking up laughing. Yeah. And the, <laughs> it's just the, the memes during that weekend were... Hilarious, but he's sitting out there on the grid yeah. by himself. But don't you think, <laughs> and, oh, with Lewis, with his passionate expletives in the race, don't you think sometimes when he gets in situations like this, he shoots himself in the foot? Yeah, and the reason why I say I this, mean, Tommy, look at what Alonzo said last week. He was basically bashing Alonzo for what he said. Mm-hmm. Bashing him. Yeah. You know, Alonzo just called him an idiot. Yeah, basically. He doesn't know how to drive when there's other... Yeah. <laughs> when he's not starting in first. Lewis right? said his team fucked but, him. Yeah. A few times. Yeah, yeah I think he's... <laughs> Poor Lewis, man. He's got everybody against him <laughs> yeah. right now. It seems it seems like he does. They're, they're, it's just kind of like, okay, he's had his time to shine, and, and he's won all of these championships, and he's done everything he's done. Um and and now it's kind of like, all right, man, get out of the way. It's get time for somebody floor. else to to step up. And and I think he's starting to get. I mean, people cheer for every other driver that so. passes Lewis. Yeah. It can be anybody. If Lewis gets passed, people cheer for that. Mm-hmm. You know. And um, I, I don't think I've seen that from like anybody else, any other driver at this point. It doesn't seem like they're is a driver that's out there that gets passed by just a random, it could be anybody passing Lewis and 
that whole the whole track lights up and is like right. yes somebody passed lewis like you know it's it's kind of it's crazy but uh yeah that's f1 maybe that's f1 for lewis at this point he's his time is kind of it's coming to an end man it, it seems like this might it. be this might be the year i feel it yeah yeah so we'll like see I said, he has nobody he has nobody on his side at the moment that's how it seems. And when he wants to find comfort in his own team, his team choose the future, which is George Russell. Yeah, but you can't blame him for it. They're I choosing can't. the future, you know. But Lewis but, is still quick, though. Lewis has still proven that he is, in some areas, the better driver still. Yeah, and he may be the better driver. And I, I mean, I don't disagree with that at all. I think Lewis is still the better driver, especially on race pace. He always has Russell on race pace. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, but Mercedes is making that shift. It seems that they need to focus on, you know, what the future is for them, and and the future is George Russell. So they're only going to put so much energy into Lewis at this point. And it's heartbreaking. It, kinda, it is. It's sad, but it's it's the direction of the sport. It's the direction of the team. So what's the swan song for Lewis? Man, where can he win? I, where can he win this year? I don't know. I don't know. That car just needs. Well, it seems like that car does better competitively on, short on those like yeah on those quick quick turns you know not they can't run with you know the ferraris and the red bulls in a straight line they don't have the pace they need something that's short maybe they need rain maybe he needs rain maybe brazil so i'm looking at but the brazil calendar is such a power track coming up the it main is straight i'm looking at the calendar you got italy there's no way a mercedes is no getting on a podium there you got singapore Street circuit, but it's bumpy. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, which got, is like a Red Bull yeah. specialty. But then you got Suzuka. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which which could be. Yeah, but it's still that that also takes a lot of power. That's still a high power track. Ah, but that mid sector though. Ah, it is a power track, but that mid sector requires a lot of downforce. Mm-hmm. That Mercedes won to pack on, but I, I think they're kind of timid to pack on. Yeah. And it's like it's not like they don't have the performance in their motor as well too. But I just think that when they turn that motor up, they start seeing problems in the chassis. Yeah. Well, hopefully they'll get another shot like they had this weekend where they were going to win or potentially could have won based on pace and strategy. Right. You know, So that would have been big for them to win in that kind of scenario where they were, they were fast against a you know, Max Verstappen and Leclerc that were not compromised in any way right there was nothing nothing happened with leclerc in the pits nothing happened with leclerc on track nothing happened with Ma- mm-hmm. max on track it was just max's pace leclerc's pace hamilton's pace it was it was just a fight it was a straight-up fight and they had the the chance to win that race um so is you know, mercedes outright. unequivocally the second fastest team i don't know if they're the second fastest team i i don't know i would still put them third I don't know. I, th- I know that Ferrari kind of gets in their own way, but I, st- I mean, Mercedes is still third place when it comes to the, you know, their race car. Mm-hmm. Maybe long run pace, they have, they have an edge. Maybe on tire degradation, they have a little bit of an edge. But if what it seems, it seems like Mercedes are the better car on a one stop strategy, and they've always been like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's I feel like that's in the DNA of their team. And that might be the reason why they haven't advanced as of lately as well, too. They're kind of stuck in old ways, but the sport has changed. But if you can force Red Bull 
into a one stop or in a situation where they feel as if Mercedes one stop might have the advantage, that's where Mercedes has the, the pace. Mm -hmm. But if you turn it into an all out sprint, which is where F1 is going, Mercedes is off the pace. Yeah, I think it would have been a really tight um, run to the finish this weekend in Zandvoort if, if uh, we were able to watch this thing all the way right. through and, and Max, you know, falls behind after his second stop and would it have would have been fun to watch. That's, that's what I'm kind of broken about is that it would have been fun to see them battle on track and not have this whole thing be manipulated by you right. know, other drivers parking on the side of the road and, and all the, the shenanigans. Because if it wasn't manipulated before that VSC, what was the gap to, um, to Verstappen? Oh, man. I mean, was it 12 seconds? It was, I think it was about 12 seconds. Yeah. And the pit stop delta was 18. And Russell was behind Hamilton, three seconds yeah, behind Hamilton. Yeah, three seconds back, yeah. So he would have came out. So he would have had to have pit, and he would have came mm -hmm. out behind Russell. That would have been a great race. And, and Max, maybe Max would have got both of them. Maybe something would have happened. Maybe Max would have gotten both of them. Maybe they would have finished, you know, similar to the order that they did finish in. But at least it would have been a fight on track, right. not, you know, somewhere else right. that's out of their control. The drivers all did their job. It wasn't anything against the drivers. You know, Max had another great drive. Lewis had a great drive. Russell had a great drive. It was, it was the, you know, everything was just compromised by this whole, um, you know, pit stop thing that can happen during safety cars that, that maybe can be looked into at some point. But for now, rules are rules, and this is how it is. Hmm. So, but, back to Lewis's swan song. You don't see an opportunity for the rest of the calendar, on the, on the calendar for him to get a win? Not if everybody's performing as well as they were. I feel like this was their best shot this right. year. This was their closest shot at, at a, a win on pace. Right. If, if, you know, if Max crashes out and Leclerc, you know, if Max and Leclerc get together and Lewis is running P3, there you go. There's his win. I don't know that, you know, maybe Leclerc will start getting a little feisty with, with only seven races left, but he really can't afford to. If he crashes into Max and they're both out, he gets no points. Max gets no points. Max is still going to win the championship. Yeah. So at this point, Max can be the dirty driver that he used to be, you know, if he felt like he wanted to. Right. He can shut the door on people. He can run you wide. He can do – he has such he's, – he's leading the championship by 109 points with only seven – or still with seven races to go. Yeah, that's incredible. That's a massive lead. Yeah. And then Perez, Perez and Leclerc are tied – with 201 points, Max has 310, Russell 188, Signs 175, and Lewis is behind Signs in six. So, I mean, these guys are, they're so far behind Max. Um, it's just been a, a really uh, solid year for him, but such a disaster for Ferrari, who should be way closer. Well, it looks like Max is going to seal the deal by Japan. Yeah, I mean, it's only going to be a couple more races where – you know, he can close this thing out just based on the amount of points that are left on the table here. Um, which, hey, kudos to him, man. He's been driving, he's been driving really well this right. year. Max hasn't done anything wrong this year. Nothing. So, you know, I, to go from last year where I was so against this guy, you know, mm -hmm. like, man, I can't stand Max right now. He's driving so, you know, aggressively, over-aggressively. He's making, you know, complaining about all this stuff. And him and Lewis were... God, all over each other last year. Right. <laughs> Just, yeah, I don't know, man. It's, so when Lewis leaves F1, does he stop racing altogether? 
I think he has opportunities in pretty much anything he wants well, to do. Well, yeah, he definitely has opportunities, so but does he stop I racing? I, I think this goes back to our question from last week. Like, you know, we talked about Formula One being like the pinnacle, and that's where all these guys want to be. It's what they've been working for their whole life. So do I they even want to go anywhere else? I, I don't see it. I think he would probably just, you know, call it at that, at that point and just yeah. – find something else to get into which you know he already has a lot of different things he's doing right yeah. can we talk about ferrari real quick go for it let's hear it they clearly haven't mitigated their issues why three cars or three tires is fine right <laughs> just <laughs> you only need three how many tires do you i thought you needed I four, mean... but maybe they have some new technical <laughs> advantage over everybody where they feel Signs... like three. I... just can't get a break right man comes into the pits and just <laughs> the team only has I mean I was like what is happening there's only three tires out right. and then they leave a gun they leave a, uh, a an air gun the wheel nut gun was just in the middle of Perez's path and he just climbs over it yeah what Man. is happening I don't know I don't know it's another uh, just another one of those moments for Ferrari and Ferrari fans that are just and they're going to Monza where yeah. those the Tifosi is like Violent. and the Italian um, right. press man you know all you hear is stories about like how uh, you know how hard they are on on Ferrari right right like how much faith they have in Ferrari and then you have loss of faith in Ferrari and then you have a season like this man they're gonna be they better perform they they need to one two at Monza right <laughs> I'm still surprised Bonotto has a job at this point man I get what it, your buddy said. There's, last there's week. a lot of like you see him smiling a lot. Yeah, I, I almost think like, man, I want to see him pissed off. I right. want to see him look out there and just be like, "Are you right. fucking kidding me?" Right. I, you don't see that from him. Not at all. He just he laughs this stuff off and he's like, "Oh, it's you know." You see job security. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it must yeah. be good for him. You touched on the stats. Yeah, yeah. So we talked about the driver standings, but the constructors, um, as you guys know, it's Red Bull leading by, you know, a million points. <laughs> Red Bull has 511 points to Ferrari's 376. And look who's really close behind them. Mercedes only 30 points down on Ferrari at this point. Yeah. Um, so they are making big progress. Um, you know, their team is solid. They, they have the team. The cars coming together. It's it's it worked really well for them this weekend. Um, so we'll see if they can close that gap. Just like we were saying, I think there's a lot of potential there for a P2 finish in the constructors for Mercedes this year. Hmm. We'll see. So moving over to let's let's talk about some of these driver shifts that are happening. Um, you know, we saw that that Mick Schumacher kind of dropped his academy position. That's expired at this point. Um, but what does that mean for him? Well, last week when we talked about it, maybe the last two weeks, we, we were kind of under the assumption that Mick made a uh, potential move to Alpine. There were mm -hmm. some advanced talks when it just came out to be that that's who Ocon prefers as his teammate. But in recent times, it looks like Gasly is going to take that seat. Yeah. And, and I think you had said him and Gasly, Ocon and Gasly, don't. Yeah, they're not buddies. They're not. They don't mesh too well. Nah, nah. They're not uh, writing each other emails and, and so sending So this is messages. all still just rumored. Let's see how that pans out. Right. But 
But that would be, uh, like you were saying, a good move for Gasly to kind of jump up into an A team, get out of Red Bull's B team. Right. You know, and see how things work out for him. And I, with a car that seems to be doing really well this year. Yeah. You know. Um, we did see uh, Piastri has been confirmed at McLaren. Good. We know Daniel Ricciardo is out of that seat next year. And, um, and now we've heard some talks about him being the uh, reserve driver at Mercedes, yeah. which, you know, based on how we feel about Lewis and the fact that maybe he's going to retire at the end of this year, that might be a really good spot for Ricardo. And maybe, um, you know, maybe that's something that he's already had discussions about. Right. The possibility of, of Lewis stepping down and uh, Ricardo just taking that seat. But let me ask this. What does that do to Mercedes Junior Academy? I mean, you got some drivers in the holster waiting to get. Well, you see Nick DeVries that's, you know, sitting right next to Toto like every weekend. Right. Um, And, uh, yeah, what does that do for him when he's been, you know, that's what he's been pushing for. Right. And to have that seat taken, we'll have to see how that works out. Well, if the freeze takes that seat, I think that's kind of like a slap in the face to Russell, who's been waiting three years for that seat. It's almost as if. Yeah, but it's also timing. Right. I mean, we know that timing in, in, at this level of racing is, is everything. Right. And there's a lot of things that just kind of happen last minute. You have, you know, people like Vettel who just jump out and then all of a sudden there's, there's chaos. Right. <laughs> people move in teams. I never saw any of this coming. This, this uh, like, silly season has started early and it's been, One it's of the been best. pretty, yeah, it's been pretty fun to watch. It made the summer go by quick. The summer break go by quick. Yeah. yeah. There was a lot of talk, a lot of... A lot of jokes, yeah. <laughs> but but a lot of talk for sure. So that was F one this weekend. It was it was wild. Um, Zanvoort definitely uh, delivered a crazy race. It's a mob pit. Definitely not <laughs> not straightforward like we were hoping for. Right. Um, but Max won. You know, extends his lead in the championship. He's driving just on another level this year. You know, you always see him outperforming Perez just like crazy yeah that's great well look let's move on um here we go firstly we have to give a shout out to our partners at track racer these guys build some awesome rigs and we have joined their affiliate program so if you want to get your hands on a track racer racing simulator click on a link in the description and go get yourself something fancy i have a track racer rig and i must say it's probably one of the best investments i've ever made for my sim racing life that's definitely on my list for part of my PC build when, you know, I'm continuing to build the PC so I can jump back on iRacing, which has been a little bit of a, uh, had to take a little break from, from racing on iRacing because I had a loaner PC from a friend of ours yeah. and, uh, and he needed that back. Right. So, so now I'm building. you've been working a lot though, right? I've been working. Yeah. Now I need a new one. So I've been building one. And, um, so I just got a new, a new motherboard that I just ordered. So that, that's in, um, I actually ended up buying a different tower. So I had one tower, I had to buy a different one that was more compatible with the other parts that I wanted to get. So those parts are in, I, I still, there's still a pretty good list. Yeah. Um, but we'll see, we'll get there. So what's your deadline? Just, what's your goal? Christmas, right? To have everything I, together? I say Christmas, but man, give me, I want it to be done in like three weeks. Right, right, <laughs> I'm right. tired of waiting. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited to get back on iRacing with Phil and hopefully, you know, with some of you listeners as well. And, um, and we'll stay on top of the build as it continues. And, you know, as I get other parts, we'll let you guys know. Definitely. Yeah. But, but tell us about some of your recent races. Well, this, is, this was the uh, 12th week of the season. Uh, as you guys know, I've been uh, competing basically in the F4 series. 
uh, Vamul is called the IR04 series in iRacing. Um, and we were at Imola this week, which was it was a difficult track for me to be very consistent in. Um, we did make some advances. My DR is our, excuse me, my safety ratings, it's the highest it's ever been. It's at 3.75. So that means in iRacing that I will advance my license, which I'm currently at a C. So by the time the new season starts, I'll be at a B license, which is very awesome. Mm -hmm. And um, my I rating is the highest it's ever been. So I'm at 2,276 2, I rating points at the moment, which I have been in all of the split uh split one races thus far which is that, that's a bonus for me yeah that's so. that's good work that's hard work to get up there yeah. it's, it's definitely not it's not easy it takes a lot of focus yeah. and a lot of i mean you have to really dedicate a lot of time to that and yeah. and learning and um and having that patience to be able to drive around all these other cars like right. we said there's right. a lot of uh you know a lot of awareness that you have to have to be able to keep your safety rating yeah. up and you have to have the pace to get your i rating up yeah and mm -hmm. I set some goals for myself as well, too. Um, there are some races, there are some racetracks that I think just naturally suit me. Uh, I'm not really concerned with those. I'm concerned about the racetracks that I have difficulty on. So my goal is to really just focus on the practice aspect of it this year. I want to be quick on everything mm -hmm. um, and consistent on everything and then improve my racecraft with these tougher, faster uh, split one drivers. It's interesting because you, you see a lot of um, or you hear a lot about drivers having certain tracks that they're really good mm -hmm. with, you know, and, and types of tracks that certain drivers are fast on, um, which you hear that and you're like, well, they should be they should be fast everywhere, right. you know, but, but certain, certain tracks just suit right. certain, certain driving, um, characteristics, you know, right. how you, how you kind of move your car and obviously cars handled differently on different right. tracks too. Um, so yeah, it's cool to see like, okay, I know that this track right here, I'm really comfortable with, but a track that's completely different where I see I have issues, right. you know, like what, what do you notice more? Is it like more of your like tight and twisty stuff that you're having problems with? Or is it some of those high speed corners? Cause I mean, you're fast on Suzuka, like you said, yeah. which is, that has a little bit of everything. Yeah. I've been fast on every track. However, the way I judge it is that I've been probably more consistently fast on a track like Suzuka versus this past week, Emily. Um, mm -hmm. I was a second off of some of the top guys. The top guys were running 144s at Emily, and I was in the, my fastest was 144, uh, 145.6, um, which again, that, that would qualify me at any given time spot, like, like 10th in the split one race. So I'm not really complaining too much, but my problem has been extracting that pace consistently mm -hmm. over a race stint, and, and that's been difficult. Whereas Suzuka, I just felt so comfortable at that track. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, I it's think, almost muscle memory at that point, yeah, right? Like your yeah. your body is just putting the car where it needs to be. Right. I know that when I get into the zone, my I notice that my feet kind of have like this little like shake to them, mm -hmm. where I'm like controlling the throttle pedal, but not just like this linear kind of on off right. I have like almost like a vibration in mm -hmm. my foot which is just crazy and I when I get in that zone I'm just like all of a sudden it hits me in my head and I'm like holy shit I'm on another level right now that's his it. traction control his, his <laughs> auto traction control that he has built into his body <laughs> I feel like that's what it is <laughs> yeah. man like getting on the throttle coming out of a corner and my yeah. foot kind of like rolls rolls over and shakes a little bit right and then I just put it down all the way and it happens without me thinking right it just right. I, I feel it happening right but the trail breaking, I would say the trail breaking is something that I want to work on a lot. Um, like 
I want I got to work on that aggressive threshold portion of the breaking, but then I have to get better with smoothing that off into the trail breaking because sometimes I'll press aggressively on the pedal and then if you take your foot off the pe off the yeah. braking pedal too Lift hard, off, oversteer. Yeah, you'll oversteer and you won't hit the corner at the speeds that you need to hit the corner to yeah. uh, get what you need out of it. Yeah, so. there's there's so much that comes with racing. I mean, the physics yeah. side of things and understanding what that means and it's all of that is so important. You can't just Right. If you know how, like, what everything is doing when you're doing it, it's so much easier to be faster and consistent. If you right. know, you know, what is happening to the car when you're lifting all of that pressure off the brakes and, right. and the whole car just kind of sits back, right. you know, that weight transfer, you have to be able to manage that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really important. Yeah, man. Good times, though. But practice. Practice makes perfect, as they say. All right, well, let's move over to... Some listener questions real quick. Um, so we already kind of touched on, like, is, is um, Lewis going to retire this year? Um, so that was one of the questions that we had. Is he going to retire this year? Man, I, I don't know. I feel like he probably could. I don't want him to just because he is my favorite driver. He's obviously Phil's favorite driver as well. But, but if this is his time to go, I mean, man, with everybody against him, it's no better time than now, honestly. Yeah. Just just move on. Yeah. You got the whole world against you at this point. Right. You know, just jump out of F one. You've got nothing left to prove. Right. You you know, you're and, I just uh, want him to retire with a race win under his belt. It would be good to see him win one more race this year. Yeah. If he could just grab one more race, man. Yeah. I mean just but that'll be a swan song, you know. I, I just want him to win a race and, and I think he should just go off. You know, with his head held high, he, he's done so much for people in this sport. Um, he's inspired a whole generation of racers. He's, he's brought in so many people to this sport that I can't even imagine. Um, I think he's definitely done more for the sport than any driver that's on a grid and pass driver. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's done a lot on the track, off the track. I mean, he's, right. he has so much going on. Um, if you follow Lewis and see the things that he gets into, and then, I mean, the guy cares about everyone, too. Yeah. You yeah. know, he's, he's a pretty genuine dude. Um, so there's a lot of reasons why I like Lewis. It's not just because of his driving. There's, there's a lot to him. There's a lot of, you know, his history. There's a lot of, you know, his childhood. All that kind of stuff right. kind of created this personality that I, right. I kind of uh, enjoy watching and, right. and, and seeing. So, yeah, it's going to be a shame if he – well, not a shame. It's going to be sad to see him leave. Right. Um, the other question was, is George Russell running the show at Mercedes? I don't know if George Russell is running the show at Mercedes, but he's certainly, uh, throwing future. some weight around. Yeah, yeah. 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 He's definitely their future and, and they know that. And I think Lewis knows that, right. You know, so again, is, it might just be that time for Lewis to move on. George Russell steps in and Mercedes puts a lot of, you know, um, a lot of effort into George's, uh, right. career. Right. Yeah, I have no quarrels about that. I mean, he's definitely a fantastic driver. Mm -hmm. um, he wouldn't be at Mercedes if he wasn't. I mean, he's definitely doing the job. Uh, but can he lead this team by himself? I'm not certain that he can. I don't think he has that in him yet. I, I think he needs to get around this, uh, this soft side of him, mm. right? He, he kind of has like that uh, – I don't know. He's, he has like that uh, – he's just like a kid yeah. kind of – kind of person you know like max stepped into red bull and was just like i'm the fucking man right <laughs> and right. let's go and i'm gonna take this team with me and we're gonna do this thing where george is kind of like 
Toto's like his father. And he's like, okay, son, this is what you're going to do this weekend. <laughs> I think he just, I think he focuses on saying the right things all the time. So it's yeah, hard to really get an yeah. understanding of who he is as a person. And I just don't think he can connect the way Lewis has to, mm -hmm. a, to a multitude of different people. He's, he's he not has, inspiring to look at. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. He's got pace. Yeah, definitely. He's got I'm pace. Never, never quarrel about but, that. But the personality, I mean, and I'm not saying George Russell has to change in order for, you know, his career to be great. I think he's going to have a great career. But he has tough but, shoes to fill. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. all I'm saying. And I'm sorry, y'all. I am a Hamilton fan. I will always go to bat for him. I'm sorry right. about that. All right. How about Max? Is Max going to win Shit. every one of the remaining races this season? There's seven more to go, and he seems to have everything under control. I don't think he wants to finish P2 or worse in any race going forward. He wants to win everything. I don't think he'll win every race, but I definitely think he'll be on a podium for every race. I just He's running the motor real hard, man. I mean, they do have a new yeah. power unit in there, but still, mm -hmm. he's yeah. running it hard. And I will say that the Honda, is that what they call it now? Is it still called a Honda? I think it's still a Honda. It's going to be shifting to, you know, Red Bull's. Yeah, power you know, unit division. But um, they've been really, really ringing that thing out. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, which yeah. is amazing. Well, there, was, there was a little bit of pressure on them this weekend until they just decided to control the whole race. Right. So, We'll see how they do uh, in the remaining races. Right. But I think he's capable of winning every race if that car holds on. Yeah. Um, so we have Grid Rival Fantasy League. This week, I actually beat Phil on points. Um, he's still leading. He's still leading against me in, in the uh, Grid Rival Championship, although I don't know if you saw this, but my son just overtook you for first place. Yeah, he's, Colin's doing fantastic. <laughs> His team is killing it, man. Big ups to Colin. Um, but, but is that strategy, though? Am I playing the strategy game? I think, you. well, like you said, you have, you know, I put this driver here, and I know I can't have this driver for that race, so I'm going to have him do this. Yeah, that's, that's good stuff. For me, it's just kind of, oh, I like this driver, this one, this one, and that one. <laughs> just send it. And yeah. here I am down in, I think, fifth or sixth. <laughs> yeah, well. But, hey, I beat you on points this week. So you got me on points. Go do your push-ups and run your mile. I ran my mile yesterday. Oh, if you can check my shit. Instagram, I ran my mile yesterday. Good stuff. Well, Colin <laughs> took the lead overall on points. Um, good job, Colin. You guys should, you know, jump in and finish out the season with us. It's, you know, we're just, we're just having fun with it. Um, yeah, this but is winner gets a T-shirt. When it gets Colin automatically gets a t-shirt. Of, yeah. <laughs> of course he's going to get one. Of course he's going to get one. But he'll get, he'll get the one that says grid rival champion. Ah, let's he's go. got to win the whole thing yes, first. There's, yeah. there's still seven races nah, But left. he's looking good. He's making some great choices. Mm -hmm. he, it looks like he's getting mentored by his, you know, his dad. I've been letting him make his own choices. He's, <laughs> he spent that first weekend, he spent every penny of that $100 million budget. Wow. Yeah, which is pretty cool. That's pretty dope, man. All right, guys. Well, that's it for today's show. Thanks, as always, for joining us. We're looking forward to the next race coming up next weekend at Monza. It's going to be another crazy one. Thanks so much to our listeners for being a part of our team. You can connect with us again on Twitter at Racing Goons and Instagram at Racing Goons Media. You can join our Racing, Go uh, Racing Goons Grid Rival Fantasy League. Clicking on the link in our podcast description. Without further ado, <laughs> let's Here exit. we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Later. Take care. See ya. <laughs>